It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Greetings in the name that is above every name. It's always that's the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is your host, Bishop F.L. Phillips, welcoming you to another episode of the Impact Conference here on TalkShoe. And therefore, we just want to greet you in the name that's above every name. That is the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we know we are blessed. Not only blessed, but we know that we are better than blessed. And we just give God praise. We give God honor. We give God glory for the things that he has done and the things that he is doing. And so we thank God for each and every one of you all. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we just thank God that God has blessed us to be here. Great subject matter, continuation of what we've been dealing with in reference to leadership, dedication, its commitment. And so many times, my sisters and brothers, we become slothful. So many times we become uh, lackadaisical. But one of the things that I must uh, really, 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 really uh, bring to your attention is that when that happens, we must be willing to admit that somehow, some way, uh, we've lacked a loss enthusiasm, and other things that were really alive in our lives and in our ministry when we were uh, eager and energetic. So, you know, we have to really come to grips with that. And, you know, I thank God that that I've been able to over these years to not lose uh, desire, not lose the, the zeal, that I had for this work that God has called me to do. So I think that is something that we all must take into consideration when it comes down to what we do and why we do it. So that being said, let us just pray. We want to deal with some things as God leads us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we always thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. We magnify you. But truly, your name is worthy to be praised, God, as we stand before you. We look to you, Lord God, as being our source, as being our provider. And, God, we know without you, there's nothing we can do. So we honor you this day. Lord God, we honor your name and we praise you for the things that you are doing and the things that you have done in and through our lives. Lord, we know, Lord God, that you are most able and most capable of bringing, Lord God, things to our mind and to our hearts and helping us to become uh, more diligent and more uh, personally accountable for the things that you have called our hands to do. Father God, we honor your son. Jesus Christ, and we praise you for his life and the life that he gave. Now, God, if we stand with you and stand before you, minister to our hearts, minister to our minds, help us to become what you call us to be. Father God, with that, we praise you for everything. We thank you, Father God, especially for the Holy Spirit and for the word that he gives to us on a routine and daily basis. We ask these blessings and all others. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I want to quote something that I wrote many years ago. And I want you to take this under consideration when we talk about the commitment and dedication of leadership. I wrote this many years ago, probably February 2012. It takes time 
to get to the next level, but it takes thought to begin the process. It takes time to get to the next level, but it takes thought. It takes a thought, excuse me, to begin that process. It takes time to get to the next level, but it takes a thought to begin that process. And one of the things that I want to deal with today as it relates to positive thinking of leadership and uh, the energy that is needed in leadership, that we have to somehow be able to envision, envision, envision what we are doing. Proverb writer says that leaders must have vision, but leaders must also envision what they are doing. They must be able to visualize it, see it, understand it, and then go from there. Because I know what God is doing and I know what he's trying to do. That is something that I feel all of us must come into the knowledge and comprehension of. There's some things that I want to really share with you because Sometimes in the envision aspect of it, the intuitiveness and the ability to look into things that are not obvious from the surface is very important. And sometimes in our energy and sometimes in our effort, we fail to utilize the intuitive skills that God has given us to look into the things that does not appear before us. So, therefore, we have to recognize that the big picture is beneficial to our thinking. The big picture is beneficial, amen, to our thinking. We have to realize that. Sometimes it may be a struggle. Sometimes it may be difficult. But once we come to grips with this energy and this effort, that the big picture must be beneficial to our thinking. Very few people who are successful, very few people who are successful will close their mind to the intuitive process of looking into and looking beyond the surface. Very few people who are successful will close their mind. Most people who are successful keep an open mind because they recognize that once you set out to do something, you must be willing to complete what you set out to do. And so that is the energy. That is the effort that is required once you set out. But sometimes in some cases, we are completely convinced that we can't do it based on what we see on the surface, but not based on what we know and what we have gone on to envision as to what we want to see. And so let's look at some things that I think are going to be beneficial to help us because there are several reasons why leaders lack effort and energy when they feel like their work is not materializing or not developing to the level that they want it to. Let's go back and let's kind of go in and just really just work the fields right now. I welcome all of our guests, amen, to the Impact Conference here and talk to you. But I want to really focus on this because you know, when we talk about leadership, we talk about energy, we talk about effort. See, sometimes the endurance, as what Solomon says, you know, the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, but the one that can endure, put forth the effort and maintain the energy. Put forth the effort and maintain the energy. So we want to look at some of the things that, I think that we have to be able to look at in order to see what God is sharing with us. And then we want to thank our Louisiana guests. We're talking about leadership, putting forth the effort and the energy. Leadership, putting forth the effort and the energy. And that is envisioning. I use the term intuitiveness, being able to look beyond the surface of what we see and being able to look into, amen, what we are seeing. 
And, and that's, that, it takes someone special to do that. It takes someone with the ability to do that. And I thank all of us, if we'll be honest with ourselves, we sometimes lack the ability to utilize our intuitive skills. So, you know, with that being said, I want to just kind of look at some things as it relates to Proverbs 29 and 18, that vision, that effort. And this is what I said earlier for those who are just joining us, that very few leaders who are successful lack energy and effort. Very few leaders who are successful not only lack energy and will not lack effort, but they will not close their minds to the opportunities that they see beyond what they see. Let me say that again. That's why envision and vision is so important because sometimes you've got to be able to look beyond. You've got to be able to look into what you are seeing. And so with that being said, one of the first things that I want to be able to share with you all as it relates to the effort and the energy of leaders, that you've got to be able to see what other people cannot see. In other words, you've got to be able to see the picture when others cannot see it. You know, one of the worst things that I've seen happen in many times is when leaders lack energy and effort because they are not able to see what the people cannot see. And because they can't see it, they're not motivated to put forth the effort and the energy. And I think that is, a, that is one of the most deadliest, uh, deadliest traps that, that prevents progress. It's a trap that, that the leader does not look into the thing and cannot see uh, before the people. Let me go to the phone line to see who I have calling from Louisiana tonight. Uh, Louisiana, you're on the phone line. Who am I speaking with? Hi, good evening. This is Sister Thomas. All right, Sister Thomas, how are you doing? we got a very great subject matter tonight. We're talking about leadership, energy, and effort. And, and the reason why I'm using this is because every day of my ministry and every day of my life, I have to really work on and I have to really look at uh, leadership. And I have to see whether or not they really have the effort or putting forth the effort and have the energy it takes to carry out what we're trying to do. And I use the term intuitiveness as envisioning because many times leaders are closed-minded and they don't see what a man, the leader sees, and, and it prevents the process and the progress of the organization from going forth is because leaders sometimes are closed-minded. And the thing that I just said was that leaders, if they're going to put forth the energy and the effort, must be able to see for the people when the people can't see for themselves. They have to be able to see what they're doing before the people see what they're doing. And they have to bring the reality of clarification to the people before the people can buy into the leader's vision. Now, my question to you is, you know, why is it, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard for people, especially leaders, to see into the vision of the leader and help carry out that vision? You know, he said, where there's no vision, the people perish. And I see people all the time in leadership who don't put forth the effort, who does not put forth the energy. And the reason why I'm breaking this out, because right now we're dealing with what I call a revitalization of leadership and organization within the ministry. We're not making changes. We're just fine-tuning the changes. And uh, the thing is, we have to be able to see it. We have to be able to, you know, see, hey, guess what? I'm not putting forth the effort or I'm not putting forth the energy. I'm not really helping the organization. I'm not really helping this thing grow. Or if I would put forth the effort, if I put forth the energy, this thing could be farther and much greater than it is right now. So, you know, leaders have to be able to see before the people and also have to be able to see for the people. What do you say? I agree. Um, leaders have to see for the people because uh, once uh, the vision is put inside, in, inside that leader, uh, 
they always have to be uh, far beyond the people because uh, uh, I believe that uh, that's their, uh, not their calling, but that's what uh, God has called them to do, to look out for the people. And a lot of times when we don't see that, uh, leaders doing that, they're not putting the effort and the energy in to see the results. Um, so when you, when a leader puts the effort and the uh, energy ahead, uh, they will be successful because uh, they are, they they only not look at the um, in the natural. They are looking in the spiritual realm as well. And what uh, what the followers don't see, the leaders always uh, are looking ahead. They're always two or three steps ahead of the people that's abundant them. And that's a great leader because uh, you can't have a follower and a leader on the same page uh, in leadership uh, because a leader has to be, uh, uh, have a greater vision or a greater uh, 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 work ethic uh, above the people. So I believe that uh, leadership, uh, leaders, have to put in the energy and the effort to serve the people. And, and, and that that's true in many instances and in many cases. But let's be let's be practical. Let's be let's be let's be open and not be so sometimes quick to pass judgment. But you know, I study leadership. I mean, I study it with a passion. It's something that I really put forth a lot of effort in working on and working toward. And in my, in the time, and I think I do a very adequate job of researching, and I think I do a very adequate job of spending time developing in my research to the point where you have to really, really, really take a serious look at the passion I have for leadership, one, and what I know can happen if leadership is developed properly. Now, you know, I made this statement that leaders have to see for the people and have to see before the people, you know, and sometimes the people can't see it, but the leader has to see it and be so convincing to the people that it's going to manifest. To give you a typical example, Look at the church, the church we built, and look at the time it took us to build it. And look at, you know, how long uh, how long it took us, but yet how long I talked about it before we ever got started with it. And I think this is a good example of what I'm trying to, to say and portray in reference to this. You know, let's, let's look at that for the longest. We're on our way to Allied Highway, you know, and, and we talked about it consistently and continually uh, until, okay, one day we go out and, bam, we put the signs out, future home of the Outreach Center. Never shall forget that. And I praise God for that effort. Praise God for that energy. And you know, it became a reality to me that, hey, this is something that the Lord has done. And yet, after acquiring the land, we still had to prepare to build the Lord's house. Well, look at the time. Look at the energy. Let's go back to leadership, its effort, and its energy. And then the statement that I made, not being close-minded, but then also at the same time being able to envision using the intuitive, intuitiveness of my skills, they to look into, not look at what I see, but look into what I see and know that I can go in and tell the people that, hey, we're on our way, and then convince the people. Because the point I made was leaders have to see before the people but they also have to see for the people. And that's the point of referencing that I'm undertaking right now to prove a point or to uh, explain a point more safely 
that, hey, let's be honest. Let's be honest with ourselves. Look at it. Look at it and look how long I carried it. Look how long I had to continually say to the people, uh, here's what we're doing. Here's where we're going. And so forth and so on. And so with that being said, it took us a while, but look at the outcome. Look at the things that we have accomplished and what we have fulfilled in reference to what we set out to do. Let's go back, saying for the people and saying before the people, and then be able to convey that to the people that, hey, guess what, we're on our way. And even with the time we spent working tirelessly and working tirelessly and working tirelessly until the process manifested itself, energy and effort. Now, when we look at leadership as a whole, do we see that? Do we see people putting forth energy and an effort in leadership to help carry out the vision and knowing that they're putting forth the energy and effort, because here's the thing. How can you ask the people to do when you are not doing? Uh, I heard something today that was voiced across the public address system, and I said to myself, those words will come back to hunt you if you don't live up to them. They will come back to hunt you. To make a suggestion to someone to do something that you are not doing will always come back to hunt you. So with that being said, energy and effort, what are we doing as leaders? What should we be doing as leaders to make sure that the people buy in to what we're doing? What do you have to say? I believe um, I just want to go back and uh, mention something that you had said about the, uh, the building of the ministry, uh, the, the, the kingdom of God on Ally Highway. And that was a great example that you used that uh, once God had given you and you conceived that vision, uh, then you had to carry the vision for uh, so many years. And once the, uh, the vision, uh, you carried the vision, and it wasn't like a nine-month carrier. It was years of carrying the vision, but you knew that God, you had conceived the vision, and you began to carry it, and you were telling the people about the vision, and uh, we could not see uh, the manifestation, but as you continue to talk about it, some people uh, connected and some people did not connect because they could not, uh, they could not, uh, uh, they could not um, could not see or imagine that that coming to pass. So a lot of people fell off, but the ones that stood fast and uh, wasn't um, and stood ground, uh, we knew that if you could see that vision, that that vision was going to birth one day. And a lot of times, when leaders don't see uh, the birth of the vision uh, come to pass in a, a certain amount of time. Uh, they began to doubt themselves instead of standing on what God had told them to stand on. And when you begin to doubt yourself as a leader, the need needs the people around you can um, pick that up and sense that you can't, you don't uh, believe it yourself, uh, uh, believe in what you're saying. So that hurts you, uh, a leader, in the long run because people are not going to connect to people that don't believe in what they believe in. So uh, I, uh, for me speaking on that, uh, I do believe that uh, when you have to put the energy in, especially uh, as a leader, you know, it, it, it takes hard work. It takes a lot of work, and it takes a lot of sacrifice and a lot of time. Um, if God has given you something as in leadership, uh, and when you don't, See those the energy and the sacrifice. You hurt uh, not only yourself, but you hurt the people under you. So you have to be able to put the energy in to see the results, and you have to be diligent and committed to what uh, until what God has called you to do. 
uh, commitment is that's showing that you're steadfast and unmovable. So I believe that when, uh, as leaders, we have to make sure that we uh, don't lose ground and begin to doubt what God has given us a birth in us uh, once um, he has uh, once. He had given us the, the vision. And that's true. Uh, you know, in reference to, you know, what you're saying, I believe that sometimes uh, people lose focus. Sometimes people lose heart. Sometimes people fall short of really being able to envision or even visualize Uh that aspect of ministry, and it becomes uh, a serious struggle in and through their lives. Now, you know, we just mentioned that, and I think that's something that, that we go with guest number two, you know, ask the question in reference to uh, what suggestions, what suggestions could be made to to help uh help leaders in this area. You know, what 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 could what suggestions could be made to help leaders uh in this area? You know, uh that that's a that's a good question. Uh that I think could and should be given at least uh somewhat of an effort to answer. You know what? What suggestion could be made to uh, to help leaders in this area? You 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 have anything you know that you can add or contribute to to guess number two? You know what efforts could be made? You know let's 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 look at it uh, in reference to that. You know what um, what efforts? My first. My first suggestion would be prayer. You have to make sure that you have a strong prayer life. Uh, you have to uh, know what uh, the Word of God and what the Word of God says. And um, as far as that, I believe that you have to get under someone that can model you or someone that you, uh, to be a role model for you uh, that you can, can connect to that would lead you uh, uh, in the right direction. Uh, get someone that has a good track record, that have proven themselves, uh, and have, and you can see the results at hand. Um, not uh, just talking about it, but you have seen the results, and they can show it to you uh, what they had to go through to get from A to B, and uh, they've seen the results at the end. Um, not only that, uh, also uh, get on the, uh, and, and talk to people. A lot of times we get closed-minded and we just want to stay in a certain group. We have to branch out and we have to do our research. And uh, and that's a lot of times we don't want to do the research and we not rely on other people. But we have to go in. So the world is so technology now. You can just, you know, hit anything on your iPad or your, or your tablet and you could be you could pull up so much information and how to uh, implement these things to be great leaders and how to uh, how it would lead you and to be productive in your ministry. And and, and that's true, and I think that's very uh, uh, appropriate and should always be uh, considered, especially uh, when you're looking at it from uh, a realistic point of view, uh, I think that's something that uh, every leader should uh, envision, you know, and, and what can be done to help. But I also uh, feel that there's a lot of personal, uh, personal applications that could also be put forth and put in place that leaders can use to help them uh, in and through the situations that they're encountering. 
Now, the reason why I'm bringing this out is because I'm going to make a point that I think is going to really help. Uh, yes, number two is the question uh, process. Consider, consider, consider your options and everything that you may face and consider everything that you may have to face. Um, when you do, you have to make some conclusions, and this is what I want to look at. Hey, I'm going to call you back on talking. This is where we have to take a a real a realistic perspective. So the first thing that I'm going to look at is, you know, one, if you want to ask yourself what can we do to, to correct this, uh, you have to look at what you're doing. And and sometimes you may be able to eliminate a lot of problems that occurred, especially in the lack of energy and effort, by looking at what you're doing. If you're not actively involved, if you're not getting actively involved, if you're not participating, if you're not doing, you know, a lot of those things, it's going to be hard for you to uh, to really get to get going and many times to get flowing in those type of efforts. So one of the things that I've always done and I continue to do over and over and over and over again is to try to consistently, and I use the term consistently because it takes effort. You know, you have to do this consistently. I know sometimes that's hard to do because we don't want to do it. But, uh, you know, consistently it's something that I feel uh, should be done and should always be done uh, in light of, you know, what we do. Now, Thomas, uh, this is something that I tell everyone, that, you know, if you're, if you're not doing it and you're not doing it consistently, then your energy and your effort will not be rewarded. You remember what I said, successful people do daily what unsuccessful people do occasionally. Okay. And the reason why they're successful is because they do it, you know, consistently. And so many times, you know, if if you're not doing, you have to you have to really understand what you're doing. And if you're not doing that, then it's going to be hard for you to really accomplish uh, a lot of the things uh, that could very well be beneficial to your life because of lack of uh, uh that could very well destroy your your foundation. So let's let, let's look at this. You know how you know if you're not doing something and you're not putting forth the energy and the effort, then until you start doing that, you're not going to see the benefits of that. So my question is to you. Is it necessary? Is it necessary for leaders to put forth the energy and the effort? Is it necessary? Because, I mean, the guest asks, you know, how can, you know, we correct it? Well, you have to look at what you're doing. And if you're not putting forth the energy and the effort, is it necessary? Yes, I, I believe that it's necessary to put in the energy and the effort uh, in leadership, because that's what it's going to take uh, to see uh, to be successful in whatever you do. It just don't have to be in leadership. It could be in your everyday life. If you do not put in these things to uh, make uh, your life complete, uh, not putting in the energy and not putting in the effort, you're not going to get in. Whatever you put in, it's what you get out. If you put 10%, you only get 10% out. And that's why you see leaders that are successful, they are working. 99 and a half won't do for them. 
they are working and working, and they put in a whole percent. And most of the time, it's over 100%. If you probably add up the hours that they put in. And, and I believe that as if you're going to be successful, you have to put those hours in. When, when the people are asleep, you need to be awake and making sure that you got everything lined up, uh, 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 what you're working on. You know, you have to implement these things into your plan. Uh, so you can, uh, so these things could be carried out. And when you don't put that energy in and think that you can uh, put in two or three hours in a day to uh, to be successful, I'm here to tell you that uh, you're not going to get the right results. You know, you see athletes as they work out, you know, they work it out seven days a week. Uh, they don't have time off. And a lot of times we think we want to take a vacation and, we want to, you know, put God on vacation and put things, uh, uh, put things uh, on the back gender and think that uh, we're going to be successful in leadership and we're not going to have the uh, – you, you may get some results, but you won't get the greater results. And I believe that when you see people put in that energy, uh, they you, you, they are putting in the – energy into effort. I, I look at Serena Williams, uh, the tennis player, and maybe you all don't watch it, but I do. Uh, the energy that she puts in, uh, you know, to, to uh, that she that she knows her opponent and she knows where to land the ball and how to hold that racket. And I'm quite sure she puts in so much time when her opponent is asleep, she's probably working and working out to strategize and get the best effort that she could be successful. And this is what successful people do. They have to put in the energy and uh, the effort. And as in ministry, uh, your, your, whatever your ministry call, uh, my, you know, my pastor, Bishop, always say, you know, don't come in uh, with a Saturday night special for your Sunday school class. And I understand what that means right now. You just can't come in and get people uh, leftovers. They are looking for something to eat on and to digest. And when you just bring them the crumb, you're hurting uh, them and you're also hurting yourself. And you're not you're not being a benefit. You 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 know you're not being a benefit. You're really hurting the uh, your ministry in the kingdom of God. And that's true. And that is in in light of all of the things that that transpire in reference to putting forth the energy and putting forth the effort, but, you know, uh, you know, that's what gets them to, you know, the changes. Look at what you're doing, you know, and if if you're not seeing the results, then you need to evaluate and reevaluate what you're doing to determine whether or not you're doing it the way you should be doing it or you have deviated from the way you should be doing it. You know, I I look at, you know, today's message. And and really uh, begin to to really take real, 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 real thoughts of consideration, and really begin to look at uh, the the impact and the power of the presence of God's anointing that rested uh, in that message. And I mean, I'm only dealing with a series of spiritual liberation, but let's look at energy and effort. Let's look at that and let's look at uh, how it went forth. Uh, And then we can be more clear on the the whole purpose of what I'm talking about right now, you know, making corrections and doing the things that are necessary. So let's take let's take today's message and let's reflect on it in reference to what I just said. Uh, what what do you have to say in reference to? Uh, that aspect of it. Uh, on that aspect of it, you know, you said uh, 
we have to do something different. And, and what you just mentioned, what are you doing? What If you're not seeing results, some changes have to be made. So you have to critique uh, what you, uh, you know, we say write the vision down and make it plain. So you have to critique. If this is not working, then I need to go back and revise or uh, uh, to see what uh, what is my best option. And one of the things you say, you have to do something different. You have to, uh, those things that you have to do different, that means collection. Uh, and a lot of times we have to move and prioritize things to put them in a certain order. And we have, the, we have all the tools, but we don't have them in the correct order. And a lot of times we have to just go back and put things in order. Uh, you have everything that you need, but the audit, when the order's out, then you won't see the result. So some, uh, we, have to, we have to do something different. That means go back and just look over and just, you know, uh, meditate on what you uh, have down. And if it didn't work, then you have to alternate or uh, uh, revise what you're doing and to make sure that those things are in the correct order. Okay, and, and that, that, that's correct in reference to all of the things that, that, that comes along with the process and especially through what we do. Now, let's, let's, look at, let's look at the intensity of energy and effort and now the presentation and the delivery and the exposition or the explaining and, 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 and references of scripture, okay? Uh, convincing. Let's go back to what I'm saying. Envisioning and 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 and, and being able to uh, convince. You know, let, let's go back to that. I mean, you know, people are only going to respond to what you do and based on how you do it. So, energy and effort. Let's look at the presentation of today's message. Was energy and effort put forth? Oh, definitely, yes. Uh, uh, as a leader, I could see that you had put the, the effort in because everything that you had said, it lined up biblical with the word of God, and you took it and put it into life application where people could understand uh, where, where the message was coming, uh, where you were coming from, the spiritual liberation. And... Um, and you could see that it was detailed, very detailed uh, and scripture-wise. Uh, and, you know, uh, people began to respond. It was just convincing. When people began to respond, then you, uh, you have convinced them and something that you said that they was, was able to relate to. And once you be able to get that, them to be able to relate to you, then you begin to feed them more of uh, the word of God and begin to, you know, uh, show them uh, how they can be uh, spiritually liberated. They can, you know, they are free, you know. Everyone wants your desire to be free. And as you use examples uh, in the scripture, people were just picking up on those, those little nuggets. Because, you know, sometimes we, uh, we do have babies in Christ in ministry, and we have people that are uh, uh, that you know don't quite understand uh, what the Bible is saying. But if you could take things that can relate to their life and bring it to biblical scripture, and that's what you did today, and people were able to relate to it. And you know, when you say everyone should desire, and you said everyone, so you know, well, that's me too, you know. And, you know, they began to look at themselves. And he said, everyone, that means I could be free, you know. So I think that when you use words like that and include words that you draw the people in and you are very, you know, you uh, convince them, not just, you know, you convince them with the word of God. Well, and, 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 and effort and energy has to always prove them back because, you know, even with my outline, I mean, hey, guess what, you know, you know, that you're in Christ through the spirit uh, of Christ dwelling you and then the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead. You know, you know, 
you know, these are things that we, we, we see right before us and then we don't take into uh, consideration. Well, it presents a problem many times because uh, sometimes people don't uh, grasp that. But I, my effort, and, and I can see it uh, just pulling on my spirit, man, you know, to the point where, you know, you can see people really, really taking uh, this word and the teaching to heart. You know, it really, really uh, brought a realism to their mindset. And, and, and you can sense uh, people really going back and you know what? I could be free. I could be spiritually liberated and really be able to live the way God wants me to live and, and not be in bondage to things. And, you know, because people could identify that, hey, guess what? You're working because you're in bondage. You're working because you, you've overextended yourself. You're working because, there's, you know, you have so much pressure on you to try to maintain. Well, over a period of time, that will create serious problems and effects in a person's life. Now, the energy and the effort that I must put forth has to always come through, one, the teaching. And the teaching has to be clear enough that uh, it has to become clear enough that people can uh, walk in victory. Did you feel uh, that that was accomplished in the energy and the effort that was put forth in the presentation of the message? Definitely. I believe that uh, those uh, two nuggets, uh, the, um, the energy and the effort that was put forth in the message, it was it was clear and you simplified to the, uh, I'm going to use biblical, <laughs> mathematical terms, to the lowest terms, you know. Uh, it was so simple that, you know, even, uh, you know, people were just picking up on it. And one of the things you say, reality is going to fit in one day. And you were not talking about days, uh, days from now. You were talking about right now. And I think that was the effort and the energy that was put in. You wasn't, you know, speaking on tomorrow. You were talking about right now, you know. Reality is going to fit in right now while you're here in, in this sanctuary, you know, uh, because what I'm saying is going to be beneficial to to you. And, uh, and I think a lot of people, and I, and I have to speak for myself as well, that I, I caught on to what you were saying, you know. You know, uh, we, we put our own stuff in bondage, and God never desired for us to be in bondage. And it could be from, you know, from overspending to overeating, you know, it could be the simplest thing that we put our own stuff in bondage. We make the choice to be in bondage, and uh, and you were speaking right now. You could be free, you know. You could be liberated free today. It starts with you, and I think that, and we, and you also, you know, we enslave ourselves to bondage. So yes, I think that that's what uh, I I think that in your in your in your um <coughs> today. Uh, and you made it so clear, uh, and I knew that you know you could, uh, the energy and the effort was put they, uh, put in there that that the people was you know that they were just pulling on your spirit man because they wanted to be liberate uh, have our liberation and they wanted <clears throat> to be free. So uh, that what you brought to the table was a good meal today. Well, and I think. You know, you're right, and this is what the Spirit is dealing to me and really kept me focused on because at some point in time, you're going to see things and you're going to have to respond to what you see. You know, and the effort was that God was revealing unto me that the people really needed to see the truth revealed, not concealed, but revealed and, and, and exposing 
you know, that Paul said, guess what, you don't have to do this. God never intended for you to be in bondage, you know. And since Christ died and came, you should be liberated and away from the things. And as we go forward, you know, in the carnal mind, it's death, but in the spiritual mind, it's life and peace. And you can't enjoy that if you're not liberated, you know. And, and the things that God was pulling on me with was, you know, that, you know, a lot of times you might find out your bondage, and I concluded that, hey, you know, one of the biggest bondages we suffer is financially, yet we all need it, but yet we don't know how to, to release it because, you know, and Apostle Kaza made it very clear, you know, sometimes we have to die to some things. And one is that we have to die to letting go what we need to give to God so that it can go and grow and come back to us so that we can receive the things that God has for us. You know, and that's what God wants us to be. I think that's what God has called us to be. And I think that's something that we have to uh, consider. You know, as guest number two said, you know, what can we, what energy can be? I think we have to visual, we have to visually put forth an effort that we can see. I um, I uh, was in the office and I saw some clocks, and uh, I asked uh, uh, Secretary, I said, well, what are those clocks in that function? Well. So uh, the school director yourself had gotten these clocks so that people could recognize the time so that they can, uh, you know, stop their classes. Well, you know, that to me was an effort of proactive thinking, putting forth energy and an effort. Okay, we got to have it because, one, you know, we're on a schedule. We, we're working the schedule, and today the Spirit of God really validated and endorsed what we were doing, even with the praise and worship. Everything was free. Everything was really flowing, the word. And then we were able to walk out of church at a very reasonable time where, you know, everybody could say, you know what, wow. We're out of here early. You see, and God, 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 again, is a form of leadership, put these kind of things in place. See? You know, that's, that's where, that's where we have to really take a, a open a look and an open perspective to be able to see these things and, and then be able to see them You see, that's what we have to take into consideration, those things, and then we have to look at those things. You know, what do you say? I think... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, I said, what do you think about, you know, because, I mean, you know, these are things that, that we look at. You know, the hand of God is with us. The hand of God is on us. God is endorsed. And the Lord keep revealing unto me that that leadership has to put forth the energy and the effort to be able to carry out what God has called us to do. We're not going to be successful. We're not going to see much accomplishment if we are not putting forth the energy and the effort. And I think that that has been the prohibiting factors that have kept us from seeing the greater of the success and the ability to carry out God's will because of a lack of energy and effort. What do you say? I think that I do agree with that. Uh, uh, to uh, to, ver- to be very success- to be successful uh, in in recalling that uh, those two factors have to play major roles the energy and the effort uh, in in your ministry, uh, you know we can't uh, we can't uh, we can't we cannot afford to put those uh, implement those things in in the kingdom of God and into our ministry because we won't we will not see the results uh, of what God have put uh, have put in our possession and uh, and that one would be any leader leadership that. God may have been placed you on, and we see those things 
and and you recognize it, uh, and if you're you know a great leader, you recognize and you see you can uh, see the results when people don't put energy and effort into what they're doing. You know, you you may look at it and you may not say anything, uh, but you know that uh, it could be uh, it could it could came out better if they would have put uh, more energy and effort into it. Uh, uh, and, and greatly to see that uh, when they see things that are uh, not uh, effective and it's not running smooth and you, you see all kind of, you know, errors, you, you, you look at those things and, and, and you begin to not judge, but you begin to say, you know, uh, you know, if they would have just put a little more effort in, it would have, you know, it would have came out well. Uh, if they would have put a little more effort, uh, uh, energy in, you know, they could have lasted a little longer. And when you see people running out of energy, I mean, it could be in your prayer life, you know. Some people start but can't finish, you know. And you can say, you know what, if they could just, you know, put a little more effort and time into their prayer life, they will see greater results. And, you know, they'll see uh, the, the greater uh, the benefits uh, uh, of their prayer life. Uh, they could still they'll see the greater benefit in their ministry and, I mean, I, I take those things and, I, you know, I put those nuggets in uh, where I can get uh, close to them that, that it will help me in uh, my ministry. So, uh, you know, I just tell people, you know, you got to put the energy and the effort in. And I speak with teachers, you know. I say, you know, you just, you know, you got to put the energy and effort in. And I can tell when you don't put in that. And I know the man of God definitely will be able to sense it when you don't put the energy and the effort in. So uh, whatever uh, you have God has called you to do, you, you must uh, put those two nuggets in place that you will see the success of ministry. Amen, amen. And I, and I think that is <clears throat> I think that is something that, if we will be honest with ourselves, and I hope we are, that is something that, you know, uh, I know. There's no way. And I, I see the success of what God has called me to do. I see the success of the work that he's called me to do, and I can I can see the direction. And one of the things that I take with me with me as I go through life is knowing, hey, guess what? I saw the original plan. I saw the original vision. God did not give it to anyone else. He gave it to me to carry it out. And I know that if we would do the things that he says to do the way he says to do it, and people would put forth the effort and the energy. And guess what? You know, we should see it, you know, and, and we should see the manifestations of it. I believe that this new move with the service protocol is going to really bring forth uh, a greater presence of the influx of the Holy Spirit, but also, also that God is, you know, is giving me uh, this work and this word uh, for s- such a time as this. I think spiritual liberation is, is needful. I think spiritual liberation is something that the body of Christ for this day and time needs to hear and, and understand how important it is and that once you can get there, you're able to do a lot of other things that frees you up from the bondages of of the cares of this world and other things like that. So, you know, what I'm talking about right now, even on the talk show, is that, you know, leaders have to put forth the energy and the effort that they have to envision this. You know, they just can't look at the surface and see all the problems and the resistance. You have to look beyond to see the the opportunities and the things that will result from them getting through the initial impact or the initial opposition or the initial wall that they may be facing it. And that's the thing that God has called me to do, to make sure that we are able to proceed on. And, you know, uh, next month we are out on the streets. Next month we are hitting the streets and we are rolling and we will be doing the things that that God uh, wants us to do. And I'm, I'm putting some together with ministry time, but I'm putting some things together that, you know, give several reasons why. You should go to church, and then uh, not only that, but then the benefits, uh, uh, the, 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 not the benefits, the, the detriment of not going to church. 
So I'm going to say, you know, we're going to put information out there that we're going to pass out prayerfully and carefully that God is going to initiate what we should do and why we should do it. And again, to share with people, hey, guess what? You know, that there's so much more you can benefit from doing right than doing wrong. There's so much more that you can see happening in your life when you're doing right versus doing wrong. And these are things that people have to be exposed to in order for them to go forward. But it's going to take energy and effort from leaders. The thing that leaders don't understand is that the more people we have involved in participating, the easier it is and the lighter it is on everyone to carry out these things. That's the thing that they don't understand. But inconsistency, as I've always said, is an initial sign of a lack of faith. And I'll stand on that until Jesus Christ calls us home. Any final comments, amen, or prayer requests tonight, Thomas, before we depart? I thank God for you, Bishop, and I thank God for, I don't know if Reverend uh, Dick is on tonight, but I thank God for him and his family and everybody on the talk to you tonight and by Internet. Take uh, uh, these uh, nuggets, don't take them lightly. I think that uh, that's a reason why we're on the talk to you. And I think that this is definitely going to help us in our ministry, and, and you can share this with uh, other people. Because I don't think it's just for us. It's looking for people that we, we speak to on a daily basis that we can share this information with. Um, I thank God for the message today, spiritual liberation. And I thank God when you, uh, you mentioned about the corner mind uh, uh, opposes uh, God. And uh, you say there's two types of mind, the corner minded man and the spiritual man. Um, and I believe a lot of times that... Uh, we are caught up in, our, in, in that corner mind and not the mind of Christ. You say the corner mind and the mind of Christ. Uh, and, and, and they always at a battle, but, you know, we have the victory in the end, and we have to realize that we are victorious and we are not victims. So we are victorious in yeah. Jesus Christ. So I thank God for all you all today, uh, this evening. I thank God that... Um, I thank God for, you know, uh, continuing, we continue to lift up the bereaved families. Uh, they have, uh, their loved ones have passed on, but we believe that, you know, they're in a better place, and we believe that God is still in control and he don't make no mistakes. Uh, we continue to lift up those that, you know, that are, are spiritual or uh, that not liberated, you know. They haven't... Uh, got that key to unlock that door, but we believe that God, uh, they continue to, to speak the word of God, that they are going to be uh, spiritually liberated, and we believe it by faith. Um, Amen. I just thank God for, you know, just thank God for the culture, and I thank God for today. Amen. Well, I'm so grateful and thankful to God for all of our guests. Amen. And all those who attended and tuned in to the Impact Conference here on Culture, one of the things that I must say as the host, as I always praise God for, is that uh, God has given me the ability to talk to through this medium of outreach, and I praise God for it. And not only that, but I thank God for you and all of our guests. You know, and I want to say this because I want it on record, and I looked at the, uh, you know, services of Sister Alex Smith, and I listened to the word that God had given me to give to the people. And all I can say was the Lord really spoke a revelation to me. Uh, I looked at that scripture many times and preached it many times, but that day he brought out something to me so clear and precise that it just just opened my eyes up. I didn't get a chance to finish it, but what I did give was powerful and revelatory. You know, it, uh, it was just off the chains. I thank God for what he's doing in my life and the insight and revelation. And I just praise God for it. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you tonight for all of our participants and the acts that you minister to us even now, minister to our hearts and our minds even now, and our loved ones and our families even now. Lord, we thank you for all the participants. And, Lord, we ask your blessing upon each and every one of us. Continue to keep us week in and week out, day in and day out. You know, God, we just know that we can't do anything without you, but we ask that you go before us and protect us and search out our path of travel. And, Lord God, remove all hurt, harm, and danger. 
And, Lord, we bless you for our family members, our loved ones. We pray for all of those who are, Father God, in bondage right now, that they too may experience spiritual revelation and freedom from the cares of this world and concerns of this life that are not pertaining to life and godliness. And, Lord, I just thank you right now. I ask that you continue to bless us. But most of all, thank you for your son, the life that he gave, the love that he shared, and the blood that he gave in life. Lord, I thank you. I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. This is your host, Bishop F.L. Phillips, broadcasting live from the PWE studios once again, saying in the German tongue, Kavak Dias, which means may the good Lord bless you until we meet again. Thank God for you. Praise God for you. In Jesus' name, amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.